What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sport. I'm your host, Jamoke Davis, here with you on this beautiful Monday. It wasn't really the best weekend in sports. The games were alright. I did alright. Not great. My 14-team parlay. I won seven of them so far. Not really excited about the potential of only being 500 going into tonight's game with the Steelers. I picked them at minus six. You can catch Dexter, Henry, and I broadcasting the game on the ColorCast app. Download the ColorCast app. You can hear us. You want an alternative version of play-by-play in color, if you will, for Monday Night Football. We do a pretty good show. I enjoy it. Hope you can join us and let us know your thoughts. Maybe join the conversation. But the last two weeks really have been kind of like, eh, they've been all right. Some of the games that I thought would be good games really were duds. Dallas didn't come to play against Denver. and Dallas was at home in that game. Cincinnati, oh, what happened to you? The, the Bengals are done. All the talk of Joe Burrow, oh, they're done. I'll also talk some NBA later as I just jump right in and just started on football. The Giants, I didn't necessarily expect them to beat Las Vegas, but, you know, Las Vegas traveling across the country, I should have expected that. The Eagles. That was a tough one to lose. I had them plus two. They lost by three. Daggone it. I thought I had that one. Green Bay and Kansas City. You know, granted, Green Bay didn't have Aaron Rodgers. They probably shouldn't have him the rest of the season based on what he did. I know that'd be tough for Packers fans and the organization and the league to administer that kind of punishment to the liar that is Aaron Rodgers. But 13-7? Oh my gosh. I had that game. I took the Packers at plus seven and a half. But oh man, that was awful. I had the 49ers plus one and they lost 31-17. And the Rams. To not only lose to the Titans at home, But 28-16 was not really any indication of how bad that game was for the Rams. They looked awful. They looked awful. But the game that I actually won, but I shouldn't have, because I lost the Cowboys at minus 10, the Jets plus 10 and a half, plus, excuse me, yeah, 10 and a half. They lost at the Colts, got crushed. I lost the Bengals minus two and a half. And I mentioned the Eagles plus two. I lost 49ers plus one and the Rams minus seven and a half. But the game I, I got right, but shouldn't have to this point, was the Bills. The Bills losing at Jacksonville, not 29 to 16, not 26 to 19, or any combination of that. They lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars 9 to 6. What the 
heck is going on there? That is what I would call a bad, bad loss. When you're supposed to be the potential Super Bowl contender and you lose at Jacksonville. Nah, that's a bad game right there. That is bad. Just overall, I thought the week was okay. The best game of the week was Baltimore-Minnesota. That Baltimore won in overtime. I mean, you can't go wrong with Justin Tucker as your kicker. I mean, come on. I mean, he saves them on a daily basis. Minnesota tying it up with just over a minute to go in the game. Baltimore was trying to give the game away. Lamar Jackson, uh, interception in overtime, really a great play by the defensive lineman to tip the ball and then falling down sideways, catch it. Minnesota couldn't do anything with it. Baltimore gets the ball back. Justin Tucker seals the game. Chargers Philly was a good game, but realistically, no. The best game was Baltimore beating Minnesota by three. That was the best game. And now we've got a big game tonight. The Steelers, first time on Monday Night Football, hosting the Chicago Bears. The Bears are the only team, the only team to have a winning record in the Mike Tomlin era over the Steelers. They're actually undefeated, 3-0. Who knew? kind of crazy isn't it that's really crazy but it's going to be fun tonight 8 15 game on espn i fully expect the steelers to win this game would you rather have justin fields or ben roethlisberger on their center i'd say ben roethlisberger Najee harris is a better running back and Deontay Johnson's is a better wide receiver than Mooney. Khalil Mack is out on defense, which really hurts the Bears. Eric Ebron is out for the Steelers at tight end. But as I like to call him, and maybe they do say it's a stadium anyway, they call him Mooth. Mooth. I'm talking about Mr. Fryer Mooth for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is a tight end, the rookie tight end that's trying to make a name for himself. We'll see what happens with the Chicago Bears. The first time the Steelers are facing a running quarterback, if you will, this season. But as they have talked about, and Dexter and I talked about on Friday's show, the Steelers are used to seeing Lamar Jackson play. So Justin Fields should not be a problem. He rushed for his first 100-yard game last week. I expect that number to come down this week. T.J. Watt, I'm sure, will be keeping an eye on Justin Fields. He's T.J. Watt, that is, has had one sack in five of the six games he's played. His eight-and-a-half sacks overall ranked third in the league. That's really what it's going to come down to. The Bears' offensive line... Versus the Steelers' edge rushers. Alex Highsmith, Cam Hayward, and T.J. Watt. This should be fun. As I mentioned, the Bears of late, 
They're three and zero in their last three meetings. The Bears are seven six and one all time in the Steel City. So the Steelers win. That goes to seven and seven, and they're five hundred. Steelers win, and then Coach Tomlin can say that he has beat every team in the NFL. I believe that's that to be right. The Bears have lost three straight games. You don't expect them to come out and play well. I don't. And it's the second straight game. The Bears have given up more than 30 points and 400 yards per game. The defense isn't much of anything. On the other side of the ball, you got Najee Harris, who was named the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Month for October. My favorite month in sports. 480 yards from scrimmage and four touchdowns. He's coming into his own. And the Steelers are almost unbeatable at home on Monday night. 27-5 all time. 19 straight wins. It was so long ago. Only four players on the Steelers roster were even born. Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Hayward, Chris Boswell, and Joe Hayden. The Steelers' winning percentage, they're 49-25 on Monday Night Football, is the highest in the NFL. Their offensive line is starting to gel. The wide receivers and running back are doing well. And the defense is shutting people down. What more do you want? What more do you want? I don't know if you want much more, if you need much more. You don't. And even if I didn't make my picks on Friday, the Steelers are now favored at six and a half. I still go with the Steelers. Over under at 40 and a half. I'll take the over. Maybe the score will be like 31 to 17. How about that for final? How about that for final? And then, of course, to go back to, so in my picks, I did the, I decided to do the odds instead of money line. If I had just done money line, there's no way I would have picked the Jets. Still would have picked the Cowboys. Still would have picked the Bengals. Still would have picked the Eagles. Mm, I still would have picked 49ers and Rams. So I probably still would have been about the same score. But I didn't, and we move on to Week 10, starting on Thursday. We still got a game tonight. Make sure you listen to Dexter and I on the ColorCast app. Hopefully you will get something out of it. You'll be entertained. You'll learn something new, maybe. You never know. You never know. Bears may have David Montgomery at running back. We'll see what that does, but... I'm still picking the Steelers at six and a half. Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to pile on. I don't. But what he did in lying about being vaccinated or immunized. And it isn't just the fact that he lied about being immunized. Uh, Yeah, immunized. Excuse me. But. Now that Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID and we find out that, yeah, 
he wasn't vaccinated anyway and just, you know, spreading, spreading, spreading his germs around. Not necessarily spreading COVID just yet, but whenever he was positive, then we definitely know he was. I think in this case, State Farm will not be like a good neighbor and be there for Aaron Rodgers. Who should be there for Aaron Rodgers? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. The league and the team and Mr. Rogers himself are, no. They should all be slammed. They should all be punished. Aaron Rodgers saying he received homeopathic treatment. Yeah, you think everybody's trying that? Especially after they said he didn't qualify for the exemption. He should have been gone. He should have been gone. But Jordan Love played so poorly that I'm sure Packers fans and the organization are panicking like, hey, is our season over? Nobody has held a team hostage, for lack of a better term, more than Aaron Rodgers. And now he gets to do it again. Because if you're the front office... If you're the head coach and Matt LaFleur, who when asked about if Rodgers were being selfish for electing not to get the vaccine, LaFleur said, quote, I think everybody has to make their own personal decision and that just is what it is, end quote. Come on, my man. You can't say what you believe in. So you're doubling down that you're scared to say where you stand on it and you're just trying to trying to punt the ball. Oh, oh no, yeah, uh, yeah, everybody's to make their own decision. You can't even say you're disappointed. You can't even say he put the team at risk, fans at risk, journalists at risk. You just have to eat it. Packers fans probably aren't ready for him to be gone. I don't know how you're not. Winning should not mean everything. And yet it seems like it does. The Packers at 7-2 and two, sit atop the NFC North and most likely, unless they have a major collapse, will probably win the NFC North. Vikings stink. They're 3-5. and five. Bears stink. They'll be 3-6 and six tonight. And the Lions haven't won a game. I mean, I guess if you stick with Jordan Love, there will definitely be no love lost between the team and the quarterback and the fans if they don't win another game. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. we'll see maybe karma will come back to bite him and right before the playoffs maybe something different will happen I don't know you don't want anybody to get COVID but you want there to be some kind of closure and maybe it's for a good way maybe by the time we get you into the season Aaron Rodgers will say hey I actually am fully vaccinated now I didn't want to Hurt the team. I know I lied. I want to make it right. Maybe that's it. He still has to wear a mask. But maybe that's it. In basketball, two big stories. It was just on Dexter Henry's podcast, NBA Exchange, earlier today. We're talking about the 76ers and how well they're playing. And now the report comes out that 76ers center Joel Embiid has entered the NBA's health and safety protocols. 
He tested positive for COVID. That's not good. The Sixers are 8-2 on the season. And it'll be interesting to see how they play without Joel for a few games. But it's that ripple effect. I'm still going to talk about how, hey, maybe we came back a little too early. Just maybe. That is truly a possibility. Because I'm seeing a lot more COVID cases come up. And it isn't just about, oh, they have COVID this season. It's about when you find out about all of the long-term effects of COVID. How well players are playing pre-COVID and post-COVID if they had it. Hmm. I hope it doesn't get any worse. But it's not looking good. Jalen Brown isn't looking good either. He's going to miss the next two weeks, one to two weeks, with a right hamstring strain. Ime Udoka, boy, he's got his hands full. The Celtics lost on a buzzer beater to the Mavericks. Luka with a ridiculous shot. I mean, it is what it is. That was cool. But this is the best and worst thing for the Celtics. Why is it worse, you ask? Uh, Again, on the NBA exchange, there were rumors that maybe the Celtics and Sixers were going to work out a deal that included Jalen Brown to the Sixers and Ben Simmons to to the Celtics. I personally do not like that at all. I don't think it does the Celtics any good to bring in Ben Simmons, especially if he's not mentally ready to play. And Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum got to work them their, their issues out. The problems that are going on for the Celtics, they had to have their players-only meeting. I think there are big, big-time issues between Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Maybe it's not even a personality thing. It's just that both of them want to be the best ever. They want to go in Celtics lore as the best player ever. But it doesn't have to be that way. When you think of the Celtics of the 80s, you don't just think of Larry Bird, right? You think at least Kevin McHale. When you think of that, oh, what was that? That 08 team. You don't just think of Paul Pierce. You think at least KG. Kevin Garnett, at the very least, Ray Allen too, they've got to find a way to play together. I think they're better together than apart. Brown is averaging a career-high 25.6 points per game. It took everything out of the Magic to win that game. But they're a good tandem. Jason Tatum's not far behind at 23.6 points. I like what they're what they have in Boston as much as I'm not really a Celtics fan, and I would just hate to see them break it up. They've been talking about doing it for so long, but I don't see them ever doing it. You can go to propshq.com if you want to check out some different odds. But when I go back to the futures, The team futures. Brooklyn Nets are still favored at plus 240. $2.40 to one. Lakers are at plus 500. I still don't get that. The Warriors at 850. The Warriors should not just be at 850. 
I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? But the Celtics are nowhere to be seen on this board of the top 10 teams in the league to win it all. They're below the Mavericks at plus 5,000. I'm like, there's no way. The Mavericks, to me, are not a better team than Boston. But right now, they are. The Bulls are a better team than Boston. But they better get it together because they're definitely losing it. There's no doubt about that. And the season won't stop for them to kind of collect themselves. Still trying to find a sleeper to make some noise. A little early. Looking at the Raptors. The Knicks at plus 9,000. The Bulls at plus 4,500. It's 45 to 1. $45 to 1, that is. That's not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. MVP, Steph Curry is number one at plus 500. Kevin Durant is behind him at plus 550. Jimmy Butler is plus 3,000. And look how good he's been. Look how good the Miami Heat are playing. He should be much higher than that. The Heat are right behind the 76ers. I like their team. And remember, they were they were just they were right up there during the bubble. They made it to the finals against the Lakers. Lakers needed that bubble to even win the title. Like they, they weren't gonna win it. I don't know if they would have won a regular season, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They won. So can't be debated. This year, they're not going to win. Lakers are not going to win. There's no way they're winning. There are now reports that LeBron James could miss four to eight weeks with abdominal strain. Like I said when I was talking to Dexter, like, yo, that's an old team in the Lakers. They are going to break down. That's a fact. And that's what's happening. LeBron James. Man, that's that's tough right there. LeBron James being out four to eight weeks. That's not looking good. And the thing for me is, I get why you think all the Lakers are good. They have LeBron James. It's that roster, though. That roster is old. The oldest in the league. I don't even understand what they're doing. I also find it weird that like Russell Westbrook is his salary is forty four million a year. LeBron James is forty one, which is crazy. I think Russ is making more than LeBron. That alone is crazy. Anthony Davis at thirty five. Then everybody else is like league minimum. Carmelo, league minimum. Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore, Avery Bradley. Dwight Howard. DeAndre Jordan. Malik Monk, he's not on the old, old side. Rajon Rondo. Team's just not very good. 
if you're looking at most of these players five years ago, maybe even more than that, you'd be like, dang, look at this roster. But you know this roster would never come together like this because, you know, it's too many superstars on a team. I just don't see it. And now that LeBron's hurt too, yeah, I think this thing may go fast. It may be like that quick sinking ship where the water really just takes over everything and it just it goes downhill. And then Frank Vogel will be gone because they're going to blame it on Frank Vogel. All you Lakers fans out there, enjoy the ride, but I think this is it. I think this is it. Lastly, I know it's kind of crazy. I'm going to talk about hockey. Connor McDavid is just a beast. Plays for the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, it was like a one-on-four, this amazing goal of his that not only did he skate through everybody on the team playing the Rangers, the way he was dancing or using his stick to move the puck around, I like those jerseys, by the way. They had like the orange Edmonton Oilers jerseys. I think he's going to be better than Wayne Gretzky and Alex Ovechkin. I do. And I know this also has to hurt Toronto to see Connor McDavid playing as well as he is. And the reason I say that that Toronto's not doing bad. They're in second place in the Atlantic. It's early in the season. Edmonton's in first, 9-1. But I remember on the NHL lottery night, the Wizards were in the playoffs against the Toronto Raptors. We were in Canada in between games, I believe. And two things happened that were just really cool. The hotel we stayed in was the same hotel where Connor McDavid was staying. And I remember... there were just all of these reporters around this one guy. And I didn't know, I don't I don't know much in general about, it's not like I follow hockey. I follow the Caps, that's my team. But follow them a little bit. I got a ring from the championship. Big fan of Alex Ovechkin. But, Connor McDavid, you know, to me, he's not that much taller than me. All of these media members were around him, and he just looked, you could tell just in the way he was covered. I was asking people, like, who is that? They're like, oh, that's Connor McDavid. He's the most likely going to be the number one pick. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. It was cool. But during the draft uh, lottery that night, 
the funniest part was that Toronto had a chance to get the number one pick. And if they did, they would have been, they would have drafted Connor McDavid, who if I remember correctly is like, is like lives in the suburbs of Toronto. You know? I don't know. Somebody's probably going to listen to this from Canada and tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, they won't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about in general because I'm talking about hockey. But about Connor McDavid, like, as far as I knew, he was, like, from a Toronto suburb. And when they didn't, when Edmonton got the first pick, I've never seen a bar empty out faster. And I wasn't there to drink. I don't drink. Just hanging out. Just seeing what was going on. And I felt for the Toronto fans. I really did. Because I just... I know that they wanted to see their homeboy play for their team. I think Toronto ended up getting the second pick. And it was over. It's like, dang. I mean, you, you can't beat that kind of a story. You know, it's no different from LeBron James, even though it took the second time for him to come back and win for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But you know how special that was. Oh no, maybe Connor can still play for Toronto. But that had to hurt when he went to Edmonton, especially because he's still in Canada. You know, maybe if he went to like a New York or just any team in the United States, Minnesota Wild, Florida Panthers... Somewhere, anywhere other than Edmonton. And look at what he's doing. He's going to be great. He's going to be great. Hopefully someday this show will be great. <laughs> We're getting there. Getting there. All right, that'll do it for Just for Sport. I'm Jim O.K. Davis. Enjoy! Monday Night Football. Hopefully you can support me and Dexter. Download the ColorCast app. Listen to us calling the game. Check out PropsHQ.com to help you make a more informed betting decision on tonight's game or any pick, NBA, whatever you want to bet on. They can help guide you. That'll do it for Just for Sport. Ciao for now.